Welcome to another exciting episode of Seeing Reddit, where once a week we pick a random subreddit and talk about that subject for about an hour. I'm Matt Heron. I'm Jeff Kowalski. I'm Louisa Heron. I, I got like- another board we don't want. Oh. Sorry. I no, it's fine. With. Yes. Um, I, I was going to say, I feel like every time that we do this intro, once it's done, the impetus is very much on either me or Jeff to say the thing that launches us into our bullshit. Um, because I start and Jeff ends and Louisa's in the middle. Mm-hmm. So I feel like we should give Louisa more opportunities to start off the random bullshit at the beginning of the show. So I do that sometimes. I say my name and then I just keep talking. Tell us, tell us what bad board you just rolled. The one I just rolled was r slash maximum fun, <laughs> which, yeah. which is pretty insane because it's the first time I've ever got a Reddit board that I've heard of otherwise in real life. Hmm. I mean, you can yeah. you can do that one, but I still like your first roll. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the first roll is big dick problems. We are not going to do. I don't like either of those. So <laughs> that's yeah. a, that. It's an amazing brag, uh, Reddit, just to be like, oh yes, fellow uh, big dick havers, we all have these problems, right? Yep. Yeah, <laughs> buddy. Hey, it's true. <laughs> I'm like that too, as well. Don't yep. question me on this. <laughs> yeah, what's weird is there are problems associated with that that are real, but then so many of those people want to complain about fake problems in a way that makes them feel better about themselves. I guess uh, that's so strange. I think <laughs> I think I genuinely want to meet a guy who subscribes to the board r slash big dick problems. With the assumption that someday he will be wooing a potential mate and show them his Reddit subscriptions and be like, ah, ah, yeah, like, I have these problems. This is this is gonna win her over for sure. <laughs> yeah. Every every time I see a sexy lady, all the blood in the rest of my body runs away. I don't have enough. <laughs> Yeah. And I pass this out. like a real problem. It sounds like a cartoon problem. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. None of these people are actually going to express actual problems that they have. It's yeah. all going to be like, underwear doesn't fit right. Like, come on, man. <laughs> Get over yourself. Uh, you mean you don't have that problem? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, so what did you do online this week, Jeff? So, uh, it's San Diego Comic-Con. Just, it just finished at the time that we're recording this. Uh, I really thought you were going to say something about Santa. I was <laughs> so excited. Christmas in July! July. Uh, no, a bunch of, bunch of uh, movie trailers hit. We got one for Glass, that new M. Night Shyamalan. We got one for Aquaman, which uh, I'm cautiously optimistic for because the director is good and we got one that i actually want to talk about the trailer for shazam uh Ah. so i was not sure about this movie they were like zachary levi is going to play uh the hero formerly known as captain marvel in this shazam movie and i'm like "Mm, is he beefy enough then they posted a picture and i'm like oh instead of him being beefy enough they just put a bunch of fake foam muscles on him i guess that's fine and then the trailer hit and it actually looks like it's gonna be like fun and cool I honestly think that big foam muscles might work better for a character like Captain <laughs> yeah. Marvel because he's so 
a child's image of what a superhero would look like. Yeah. Uh, Zachary Levi is absolutely 100% nailing the fact that he's playing, like, a 13-year-old kid in the body of Zachary Levi. Um, (laughs) So it introduces us to Billy Batson and Freddie Freeman, who in the comics is Captain Marvel Jr. He doesn't get an adult body when he transforms, but his... Uh, non-superhero body, he has to use crutches because his uh, legs don't work correctly. Um, and yeah. then he he transforms and doesn't have to use crutches, but it also isn't an adult. So it's like, it just, the magic works differently for him for some reason. Uh, anyway, he's in it, and he's pretty fun. Uh, he It sort of establishes like, uh, this isn't going to be grim and gritty by having him be like, our foster parents have a dark secret. Nah, man, I'm just messing with you. They're great. Uh, and then Billy Batson is a huge dick, but like, you know, stands up for the little guy. He Our protects... slash big dick problems. Yeah, he's got a <laughs> big dick problem. Now, and that big dick problem is a wizard wants to give him magic powers. No, I he... cannot believe I'm literally watching this trailer as you're talking about it, and I just got to the part where the wizard is here, and he's so dumb. Like, he looks like one of the bad guys from Lord of the Rings, the yeah. Nazguls or whatever. What One thing I did like about the trailer is that Billy Batson is like, hey, wizard, what's your name? And the wizard's like, my name's Shazam. And Billy Batson literally laughs in his face. He goes, huh, really? Are you, what? <laughs> That's, are you serious? That's that- a dangerous game comic book movies want to play. Yeah. Where they're like, and- oh, this is ridiculous. No, you can't say it's ridiculous because it's all ridiculous. Don't pull that thread. Well, and also, everyone does it now is the problem. <laughs> I feel yeah. like it was good the first time, but now it's like, haha, the Flash, you're, you're calling all your villains dumb names. That's funny. Stop now. You don't have to. No one's making you. I think it's a little different in this case because it's like Shazam and and his magic stuff is all tied in with like this really hokey Lord of the Rings thing and then we're just like what? how would a normal kid react to that? It's not really trying to hang a lantern on it in the same way the Flash does where it's like oh one guy gives them all the names because that's what they're called in the comic books. It's, it's, uh, It's an interesting intersection that I think uh, serves the material well. I don't know. I feel like they've tried to rehash that concept too many times, and they just need to stop. Also, uh, I've already seen Big, so <laughs> do I need to see this movie? Because it's exactly Big. Big with superpowers? He already has superpowers. He sleeps with that old adult lady when he's a he's a bo- little boy. <laughs> yes, yeah, something extremely inappropriate happens. I don't know if I yes. can watch that movie again. <laughs> yeah, I, no, it's very I bad. I was tempted to go see it in theaters. It was just back in theaters for his 30th anniversary, and uh, I didn't. I was like, mm, is Big actually good? Maybe not. I think it mm-hmm. is a good movie, but there's like three moments in it where you're like, really? You put this in your movie, huh? Yeah, the framework is very good. Tom Hanks is talented enough to have it be a showpiece where it's like, pretend that you're a kid who doesn't understand how to be an adult. But you can set that framework up a million different ways. Yeah, like, you can have him have superpowers and be Zachary Levi. (laughs) I like when a movie is so iconic that it ceases to be a movie and becomes a premise. Like, it happened with Groundhog Day and Die Hard and Big. And I think that's fun, where we're just like, what if we do Big, but, like, a different genre? Is Die Hard a premise? Yeah, Speed is Die Hard on a bus, and then there's a bunch that are, like, 
uh, Die Hard, but in a different setting. Hmm. Maybe it's just because I really hate Die Hard, but I that doesn't seem right to me. I, it's probably just because yeah. I hate Die Hard. Isn't the genre like a plucky blue collar cop uh, saves the world, which I don't really like as a genre anymore, but was real big in the eighties and nineties. That's sort See, of the genre that Die Hard became, but it's more yeah. like the genre of like terrorists take over a single location and a regular guy at that location stops them. See, I'm not sure if this is a genre or you're just describing only Bruce Willis movies. (laughs) (laughs) It it was specifically, it's sort of one of those apocryphal uh, tales that uh, Hollywood producers like to tell that always ends with them saying that someone pitched Die Hard but in an office building. Like, ha ha. Um... And that was Scrooged, the end of Scrooged? (laughs) Yeah, no, that was Die Hard, which takes place in an office building. Oh, Um, I see. Yeah, that's the sort of joke of it. But, like, the issue is, none of the Die Hard ripoffs were big, except for Speed. Uh, And big. Yeah, (laughs) I realized what (laughs) I said. (laughs) The big ripoffs, there's a bunch. You got 13 going on 30. You got, I guess, 17 again is the reverse big. Uh, uh, we're more into Freaky Friday territory now, though. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if Freaky Friday counts as a big. And the or, problem, I guess it Freaky came Friday before. came out way before. The yeah, yeah. I, I think big would count as a Freaky Friday. Yeah, I won't count 17 honestly, again, but 13 going on 30 for sure. I honestly think that it's, I mean, it's like a subgenre because it, the bigger genre is fish out of water comedy which is like splash like yeah like 40 <laughs> always has to start tom hanks is the important yes thing. <laughs> no but like 40 percent of comedies are fish out of water water comedies i think like yeah. there's so many of them that's sure. like i mean like and we've already done that in superhero movies too with thor yeah and aquaman so- i guess they're trying for as well now is Aquaman that- is going to be uh, an interesting thing where it's like a reverse fish out of water because he grew up on land, but he has to interact with all this like underwater Lord of the Rings stuff. Yeah, I think I'm burnt out on those, and I think I might have been for the past decade because it just <laughs> seems like a very uh, exhausting premise. Like, oh, he's gonna he's gonna do a thing that seems normal to me, but the people around him hate him now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that happened. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> I'm I'm excited to see Aquaman because it's the same guy who directed uh, a bunch of movies I like: The Conjuring, The Conjuring Two, Saw, and uh, Furious Seven, which I didn't see but which many people enjoyed. So, <laughs> yeah, I've never seen a Fast and the Furious movie, and I like stupid movies, so maybe I should watch all of them. My issue is that I would want to watch all of them, and there's eight of them, and I know I could start with five, which is the first actually good one, but no, I would want to watch all of them. Yeah, you'd have yeah, to. Yeah, but the thing is, you can just start with the first one, because I'm sure these movies are so unchallenging that it would be no problem to just watch them. Here, here's and maybe the fl- fall asleep and miss some of it, and it's fine, you still could pick it back up. <laughs> That's true. Here's the flip side of this conversation, is that I currently have Baby Driver out from Netflix on Blu-ray, and uh, mm-hmm. I might just watch that and then say, I've seen all of the Fast and the Furious movies because I've seen a much better version of them. Have that you seen Baby Driver yet? I have not, but I've heard that it is an amazing film yeah. and much better than all the Fast and the Furious movies. I like it very much and that's not even my kind of genre. Yeah. It's extremely wild that it did not get the Oscar for editing because mm-hmm. in, in the editing bay it basically becomes a different genre of film. <laughs> well, did you see it before it went to the editing bay? 
No, what I'm saying is that, like, through editing, it basically becomes a musical, because, like, there's cuts and stuff that happen in time with uh, the soundtrack, and none of that is there in the script or in the shooting right. of it. Um, and that's that's really fascinating and interesting and makes the movie so much better. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm very excited to watch it. I just haven't had time. Also, I, I saw John Wick for the first time. That was the last... Uh, the last Netflix Blu-ray I had out, and uh, that movie is really fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were saying that you were expecting it to be uh, like way more blow, like blow you away, way more than it did. Yeah, it, it seemed like everyone said it like it was pushing it pushed the envelope so much, but uh, no, it was fine. It was good, but it didn't really do anything that I hadn't seen in action movies before. I don't think. Yeah. I guess it's just, like, in the 80s, every other action movie that came out was, you know, as good as John Wick. Or, like, if you only watch Hong Kong uh, action movies, every other one is going to be as good as John Wick. But American ones really fell off in recent years. Yeah, I suppose that's part of it. I also think that John Wick did a good job of not bothering to try to make the premise seem less stupid than it was. Yeah. Like a hotel that only assassins stays at (laughs) in New York City. That's a crazy thing that Um, you said. Man, the sequel gets way stupider in a (laughs) very enjoyable way. Yeah. Uh, What did you do online this week, Matt? Well, uh, I downloaded an app on my phone that is to is specifically to help me with my wedding planning that has begun. Um, I went earlier today to uh, a wedding venue to see about maybe having my wedding there, um, and I'm going through this app. It's called Wedding Wire, and I think it's primarily, first of all, it's definitely aimed at women and not me. Uh, because there's lots of things on there, like, don't forget to rent your husband's tuxedo. But maybe are, it thinks on, that I'm are gay. There, are there, there must be a thousand wedding apps. Are there none geared towards men? I don't know. I just, I honestly okay. just downloaded the one that had the most ratings. Okay. So, I don't know. But that's, it this Tinder? is what I got. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it has, like, a checklist. And I'm pretty sure all it is there for is to make you feel like you're behind no matter how, where you are in your planning. Yeah. Um, so, like, there's a checklist of 70 items to do 12 months before. That's okay. so long before your wedding. How <laughs> to do 70 how, things. How specific are these items? Are they, <clears throat> like... Hold on, I'm gonna bring it up right now. Uh, I, okay. Ready? Yeah. Here we go. Announce your engagement. Why? People get it. That's what Facebook is for. <laughs> Yeah, that counts as announcing it. Okay, I'm checking it off now. Done. (laughs) Crushed it. It said crushed it when I checked it off, so I like this app better now. (laughs) Uh, Plan your engagement party. What? Do people do that? A party to- Rich people. But People just like to have parties, and they have nothing better to do. I have so many better things to do. And, like, a wedding is already just a party to say, come and celebrate how great my life is. And I feel like having a pre-party for that party is extra indulgent, right? Yes. Okay, so I'm going to check that one off, too. Crushed it. (laughs) Uh, Okay. 
Schedule engagement photos? Mm, I doubt that's going to happen, but maybe. How long ago was the engagement? Uh, a year ago. <laughs> okay, it's too late to do engagement photos. So. Yeah, yeah pro- possibly. Well, We've you talked never about know. this before, but have you seen those engagement photos where like, they both turn into werewolves slowly over the course <laughs> what? of this photo yes. set, and, or Assassin tries to come up from behind them in the field? Uh, yeah. I, I like think that. that you should do a gender reveal photo where you reveal the gender of your fiance. <laughs> <laughs> like you're alone in a park and then you See? like pull a string and a bunch of pink uh powder comes down and then Jen comes out of the powder. <laughs> pink um, powder? What? Yeah, that's what <laughs> they do with the it. Things you could have said. <laughs> pink yep. confetti, whatever. Pink powder is also my favorite cartoon character from the 60s. <laughs> Yeah, um, I really liked her in Wacky Races. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jen was talking about how if we did do some kind of engagement photos, although we kind of already did, but um, we would do them at the cemetery she volunteers at, because that's where we got engaged. Uh, and combining that with Louisa's idea, it would be very funny to have it look like I was digging up a grave and then opening the coffin and Jen was inside. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I have a friend whose tweet went viral that she said um, the uh, uh, black balloons come out of a box and uh, uh, lightning crashes outside. It's a witch, they announced. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. Yeah. <clears throat> I also so anyway. think if you're in a cemetery, if you're doing like one of the, some people get so many fucking photos done. It's like a 50 set of photos for an engagement. Yeah. If you did that and every photo you were just both slightly more goth until you were just <laughs> skeletons in the last photo, that would be we pretty would, great. At the last photo, we are just black silhouettes of ourselves, <laughs> like perfectly cut out in the, the landscape. Mm-hmm. That would be a good idea. Yeah, that would be very fun. Uh, anyway, this list is insanely long and there's a yes. lot of things on here that a sane person wouldn't do. Now, also, one of one of these things is create your wedding website, and I'm not opposed to that. But what yeah. is a wedding website? Can do you guys know? Yeah, it reminds people where and when it is and wh- how to get to the registry because people will forget that as soon as you tell them. So, do I put a link to the website on the invitation, or can I just put that information on the invitation? <laughs> No, you're supposed to put the link to it. I, I mean, you could just put it on the invitation, but then you will be fielding phone calls from people who have so forgotten everything about it. Already. Could my invitations be just a plain white card with a URL printed on it? <laughs> yes. A QR code. <laughs> yes! <laughs> oh man, that's perfect. A cyber wedding, live streamed on Twitch. Could I send to our friend Chris Luminello a cookie with a QR code iced onto it? As an invitation to my wedding. <laughs> you could, but it would not be readable unless that cookie artist was really, really good. You get one of those laser-printed ones. I bet I could make a stencil and do it with, like, powdered sugar or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's <laughs> definitely gonna hold up in the mail. <laughs> yep, that'll work great. I'm just uh, I'm upset a- that Chris is your cookie target now. <laughs> well, <laughs> yes. Listen, I need you to help me plan the disaster cookies that I make him eat. That's true. I was welcomed onto the team uh, by yes. receiving your first joke cookie. I, f- I feel like we are like the, the putting together a team of perfect people to play pranks like they do in heist movies. <laughs> yeah, but oh. we have a lot of good ideas for terrible puns and nothing yes, else. That's the- Listen, we're, we have a certain set of skills. Oceans 8, 8 spelled A-T-E. <laughs> yes, perfect. Mm, good. Mm. Uh, could it be Oceans 8, A-T-E, colon, cookieing up trouble? No. 
<laughs> yes. No, there's no subtitles in those movies. <laughs> what are you saying? They do now. <laughs> uh, anyway, so this is this app is only to make women very upset all the time, right? Yes. Yes, but also, how about this? As a mm, ego boost for yourself, you download a bunch of these wedding apps that you're not going to use, mm-hmm. and just check off all the things and get all the little rewards inside the uh, app. All the rewards are just telling me I crushed it, though. Yeah, I- how great would you feel after that? <laughs> I could just not great. (laughs) I could just ask everyone that follows me on Twitter to tell me I crushed it every day, and that would be the same, right? Yeah. So do that then. (laughs) Okay. Hey, everyone, (laughs) including Jeff and Louisa, (laughs) tell me that I crushed it, please, on Twitter. Okay. What'd you do online, Louisa? I saw. You know how sometimes something's kind of going on around you that you don't particularly nope. care about, so you don't find out the details, and then suddenly yeah, you find aware out of anything. You suddenly find out a detail, and you're like, "How has no one mentioned this part before?" And you can't. <laughs> yes. You can't believe it. Sure. Uh, I saw an ad that just happened to come up on Instagram, so it auto played for the new Doctor Who. Yes, and I know I know Jodie Whittaker is the actor playing Doctor Who now, and I was fine about that, and I just didn't care. Mm-hmm. And then I see in this new ad that the Doctor has like four or five companions. Yep, three. First of all, what the fuck is that? What? That's, what? How, that's normal. That's how D- <laughs> Doctor Who used to roll, though. Like Ugh. in the sixties, he traveled with like eight people. It's a even, terrible idea. Even Christopher Eccleston had Rose, Rose's mom, and Jack, and sometimes Rose's boyfriend. Well, all I've ever watched is part with Rose, then time skip ahead to most of the Matt Smith stuff, and then a little bit of Peter Capaldi in the end. Well, that's only, but this is only one more than Matt Smith had because he had what's her face and yeah. and the guy he, Amy and Rory. Yes, Rory yeah. never should have been there, and it was so obvious the way they wrote it that he was never, never meant to be on that show. Amy, Rory, and River were in many episodes, all of them being together as the companions. Yes, that that's was not true. good. That was bad. No, was that was like the. Peak. I think I think Rory might have been my favorite one. Yeah. <sighs> He was great! I think that there's a solid chance that they're just showing us all three of the companions, one of them will be in every episode, and the other two will only be in some episodes. The other two will be eaten in the first episode by Daleks or whatever. (laughs) Well, Doctor Who is kind of a callous character, and the other two are probably like lost in time or frozen in carbonite somewhere for a while, (laughs) and then eventually she goes back to get them. Yeah. Is it callous though if you exist outside of time anyway? Like, it, like <laughs> the idea of going to save someone quickly yeah. is completely meaningless if you're outside of time. Yeah, yeah, there was that whole episode about that where they left Amy on that planet for forty years or whatever. E- well, that's not oh, really right. what that episode yeah. was about. <laughs> With no, the very the, bad, uh, the way it was uh, for makeup. the Doctor was the Doctor was like, "Oh no, we lost Amy. All right, let's go get her right now." And it was forty years later for her. So you're saying that that is that episode was like an inversion of how the Doctor usually deals with things because he doesn't really care about time. Yes. I don't understand the point you're making. My he point didn't is, land the, the TARDIS at the correct callous. time because yeah. he doesn't care about time. Yeah. He was like, what's 40 years? That's nothing, right? That's not what happened in that episode. They didn't move the TARDIS. She got stuck in an accelerated time stream on that disease planet. I haven't seen it in a while. Yeah. Okay, well, that's not at all what happened in that episode is the point. The point is, the Doctor apparently cares, question mark, about these creatures who are very much of 
a linear time stream, humans, and then also is completely reckless about that for them and doesn't really care about them. They should do an episode where the whoever the doctor is now goes back to save someone that a previous doctor abandoned. Just like, oh shit, I was supposed to go back and save whoever. It, it, we were in the middle of a fight sequence with the Daleks or whatever. I think everyone keeps expecting every season that to happen with Susan, the doctor's granddaughter from, like, oh, yes. Hartnell times that has just never been referenced since. That would be... Fine. <laughs> I guess that's uh, kind of what they did with uh, what's her face. Um, uh, the the one who oh, what is her name? Sarah. Sarah Jane. Sarah Jane. Yes. Um, yeah, a little bit. And, she was like, "Hey, where have you been for like forty years?" Yeah, he just dropped her off back on Earth and was like, "Okay, well, I'll see you later. <laughs> Bye." Bye. <laughs> Mm, no. Oh, this is bad. <laughs> but I guess what I was saying is that because he or now she, is predicated on being a time traveler. Like, it wouldn't even be bad for the person that they were saving, because it's like, okay, well, this person's on fire, and I need to put them out. I'll get to that eventually, and then go off and do your other time thing for ten years. But then you can still come back seconds later to put them out. Yeah, that's all well and fine, unless people they know, other companions or something, have lived through that time. Then it's not very fair. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, I guess. It's, I, um, my, my new hobby related to the new, uh, Doctor Who is I follow, like, I think the Doctor Who Facebook page, and every time they post a trailer, someone in the comments is like, ah, these bloody SJWs are ruining my show, and I just respond to those comments calling them a crybaby. I'm sorry, Jeff, (laughs) I need to interrupt you here. If you're gonna say bloody, I need you to do a British accent. Can you do that again? Can you take that again? Oi, all these bloody SJWs are ruining Doctor Who! Perfect. Uh, Perfect. And uh, and then I respond to those comments calling that person a crybaby. I will either just say crybaby or cry more. I'm sorry again, Jeff. I'm really sorry to give you these line readings, but if you're going to use the word crybaby, I need you to do a Johnny Depp impersonation. Mm, I'm a garbage man, (laughs) crybaby. Perfect, Jeff. You're really killing it. I like to punch my loved ones in the face and also my co-workers. I never stop doing cocaine and drinking. (laughs) That's my Johnny Depp impersonation. He's very much like that. It's bad that he's in a Harry Potter movie anyway. It's so weird that he says that all the time. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. incriminating. Every interview, he's like, hey, I know I'm not British, but I have this British accent and I'm very visibly high on heroin. If I say anything in the British accent, then I've got diplomatic immunity. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, that's a horrible situation but so the main thing that struck me about all this was that weird feeling that something about a cultural thing is what you would consider a big deal but no one's mentioned it to you and then you find out and you're like how did this slip by me (laughs) how is this not what people are upset about yeah i thought you were gonna watch the trailer and be like the doctor is a woman now like how did you miss that (laughs) (laughs) yeah well Uh, Listen, Louisa has been outraged that any character on TV is a woman. Uh, yeah, that's true. Louisa believes that it should be like in Shakespeare times where an effeminate boy plays all women's roles. Yeah, I wouldn't be yeah. against that, let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> that's just uh, more because of your general distaste for people and your need to see uh, young boys in television roles. <laughs> What? Louisa hates I young boys. Yeah, I don't like where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I was going to say the last time this phenomenon happened to me was when um, uh, the Babadook became super famous, and it wasn't until that movie had been <laughs> that out. That famous for, like, character, the Babadook. It was Babadook in every meme for a while. Yeah, he did become a celebrity. <laughs> well, then, Ellen. When the movie yeah. had been out for like eight months or something, I found out that the star of that movie is Miss Fisher from Miss Fisher's Mysteries. Oh, really? What? I didn't <laughs> yeah. know that. I was like, <laughs> what the weird. hell? Oh man, I was at um, Joanne Fabrics yesterday uh, looking at uh, fabric patterns because they're having a sale right now. Simplicity Patterns, only $2. You should definitely check it out. It's amazing. I got like 15 patterns for $12. Uh, anyway, um, I was looking through the like vintage clothing section of the Simplicity catalog and they had one that was like, uh, like, plucky woman detective or uh, something yeah. and it was exactly just miss fisher and i was like i didn't know i didn't know that this was popular enough that people wanted to cosplay as miss fisher but well, i guess they do you're not gonna find it in like the spirit halloween generic costume section but absolutely the uh pattern section at a, at a fabric <laughs> store seems like the well, right target audience the thing for that also they probably had those exact same patterns ten years ago, and they were called like flapper, flapper. No, 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 no. I like I hear what you're saying, but if you had seen this picture, like she's wearing a wig to look like Miss Fisher, and her face, <laughs> like they got an, a model that looks enough like that actress to make like yeah. there is here's, no chance here, that this picture wasn't taken specifically yes, to look like Miss Fisher. Here's what I'm saying: they have had these patterns for fifty. years years or whatever oh, and right. then they're like let's do a new photo shoot repackage this thing we'll get new interest and i bet that works maybe yeah i bet all the wizard robes when harry potter became popular they're like oh fuck here's our chance to cash in on wizard robes <laughs> <laughs> i did look like a very stupid idiot though because i was looking at that and i was like oh man like because she's wearing jodhpurs in the picture <laughs> and i was like oh fuck like this i i said this to jen i was like oh this is what's wrong with all of this stuff is that i need i would love to have these jodhpurs for men but of course they have 10 times more patterns for women than for men so mm. like there's no chance that they would have this for men and i turned the page and it was it was a man wearing the exact same outfit <laughs> yeah i was gonna say <laughs> wouldn't they have that for old-timey film directors yes that's what yeah. it was <laughs> yeah so you can do your uh howard stark cosplay for from agent carter season two <laughs> yep so uh i did get those job purse patterns by the way because i'm Great. definitely gonna make myself some job purse for what purpose just recreationally <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm probably going to use them in the costume that I'm making, but I might just wear them. I <laughs> just mean, work them into your daily rotation. <laughs> yeah, why not? I could be a fashion uh, a fashion icon. I could yeah. lead the revolution sure. or whatever. Yeah. <sighs> All right, let's get into these subreddits, shall we? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I still think that uh, we should do big dick problems or maximum fun, <laughs> but I got We're our gonna talk yeah, we would talk so much about dicks, and we already talked too much about dicks. Yeah, I got yeah. r slash the cat dimension, and I don't know what this is, because I've been so obsessed with the one that Louisa got. <laughs> the one that I immediately <laughs> discounted. And, uh... No, the, the one that you actually sent to us. Oh, okay. Yeah, we need to talk about that. But first, I got r slash submarines, which is... Mm, that's also like, pretty good. I mean, this is a Reddit for, like, grandpas who really like to look at pictures of submarines, I guess. Who have posters the for the hunt for Red October on their walls. Yeah, <laughs> I can't imagine anyone else looking at this. 
at all, except uh, for a grandpa. What about like, Elon Musk? <laughs> maybe more like, uh, what's that guy who wrote, uh, like, Hunt for Red October and, um... Tom uh, Clancy? Tom Clancy, was that, yeah. Was that him, though? Was it? He's I don't dead. know, but Tom Clancy I think back is who then I was he wrote his own about. books. <laughs> uh, yeah, I bet Tom Clancy would have loved this Reddit. Yeah. Uh, I like that the header, the like browser header, says run silent, run deep. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are you sure this isn't a big dick problem thing? <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, there's a lot of good things about r slash submarines. Um, I, I'm, I'm open to us discussing r slash submarines. I'm just putting it on the yeah. table right now. Sure, all three yeah. of our choices this week are good. Yes, and I mine still was... don't know what cat dimension is. Go on. Sorry. I don't either. Uh, but mine, I also don't know what this is, is r slash space buckets, which it says underneath the word space buckets, DIY indoor gardeners. So maybe space buckets is a brand name? Uh, it seems to be buckets for growing plants indoors using lights, and nearly every user is doing this to grow weed. Yeah, no surprise there. Oh, Why I are they space? What about them is space? Well, I guess I see from the side thing that the idea is it's so completely enclosed that this is the kind of thing you could grow in space. Huh. You know what I mean? Which would be yeah. ideal for weed, because you don't want that weed smell getting out. <laughs> yeah. Wait, 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 wait. I in space, admit- no one can hear you smoke weed. <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh, admittedly, I don't know very much about weed. Does it smell like the weed smell yes. when it's just growing before yes. it's burned? And I know that because sometimes I look on Amazon for things that are normal, like spice grinders or fans, and it's entirely reviews about weed. So I do know that the biggest giveaway that when people get called, uh, when the cops get called by their neighbors is because of the smell. They can smell the growing weed. Weird. I I genuinely didn't think that it did it till you burned it, but okay. Oh, no, of course it uh, does it before you burn it, because if you can smell it when someone is like rolling a a whatever, a blunt. Well, sure. I guess I'm thinking about it like like (laughs) this is going to reveal how much of a nerd I am. (laughs) I I was thinking about it like I think about my thyme bush that I have growing in my backyard, and like, you can't, it doesn't smell like thyme unless you get right up on it and like crush it up a little bit. I forgot so. that time was an herb for a second there, and I'm like, what's a time bush? <laughs> this is back to Doctor Who stuff again. <laughs> yeah, it's a ta- look, if you combine a time bush with a space bucket, you get <laughs> a TARDIS. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they grow TARDISes on Gallifrey. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think because the marijuana flowers, which don't look very impressive, so no one talks about them, but I think those emit a strong smell. Huh, okay. That's fine. Uh, I I googled Space Bucket to see if there was like a Wikipedia or something. The first two results are weed websites. I think that <laughs> yeah. this is, they just call it, maybe they just call it this because it's weed and weed has a space aesthetic associated with it. Yeah, maybe. I uh, think it's to keep that smell in. I really do. That's gotta be it. I think, I mean, I think they're called Space Buckets because they're like high-tech buckets. Like, yeah. they've got they've got lights and doodads and stuff on them. Yeah. Um, I would love to do... I would love to have space buckets to grow things that aren't weed, like vegetables. That seems like it would be cool. But you didn't get to see yeah. them, though. They're in a closed environment. You'd be I don't taking the lid off and them. ruining them all the time. Why would I want to see them? <laughs> to see if they're ready. Uh, you could just look in the bucket by opening the lid. Yeah, yeah they're you're must ruining be- it. <laughs> 
there must be a way to do that. I mean, how do you know when your weed is ready, then? The timer goes off. You can smell it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're defeating the whole point, I think. Uh, anyway, I um, think that we should do one of the stricken, forbidden subreddits. No, stop. <laughs> it's too late. Those are the, that ship has passed. Speaking okay. of ships passing, I think we should do submarines. <laughs> so let me explain what a cat dimension is first. Okay. The pinned post on the cat dimension is, The cat dimension is a space accessible to all cats. It is coterminous with all space-time and is always just out of sight of all humans. Certain other animals can also enter it, though such occurrences are rarer. You can always tell a cat is leaving for the cat dimension when it runs off at full speed. This is usually preceded by contact with water or a loud noise, though sometimes there is no reason at all. Yeah, okay, so this is for things where cats very quickly leave yeah, a place. <laughs> when they Honestly, freak out and vanish. I'm clicking through some of the links now to get a better idea of this, and what it really is is just cats going into boxes. Oh, really? That's literally it. It's not even fast or, like, surprising. It's just cats going into or coming out of boxes. That's That bags. defies rule yeah. one, which says that if a cat does not run off or attempt to run off to the cat dimension, it does not belong here. Okay, well, yeah. everything I've seen is this cat is cats coming out of boxes. Interesting. So. Yeah, although I do like the top of all time, which someone has built on their wall a Super Mario set of uh, blocks, one with a question mark, and two with, uh, like, carpeted pipes, and the cat goes in one pipe and comes out the other, and it's very cute. Cute. This is all extremely stupid and making me furious. So. Yeah, this is this is one of those really dumb things, like, we got into... Uh, a while ago, like the difference between blep and other uh, oh, yeah. dumb uh, cat expressions that they can make with their face. Yeah. Um, speaking of things we've done before, I feel like we've done a lot of gardening ones, but we've never done anything like submarines, so that is my Yeah, let's, yeah, uh, let's yeah, do submarines. I, I, let's do submarines. <laughs> I like it. Um, uh, this is really going to rope in the grandpa uh, audience for finally. our podcast. We've been aiming for that grandpa audience for a long time. So. It's true. Oh, I'm so excited to see, to get to the readers and subscribers. <laughs> Alright, so, r slash submarines. Uh, I am seeing, like, a sepia tone picture of a bunch of silhouettes of men uh, doing stuff on top of a uh, surfaced submarine. So what you oh, guys are seeing? I'm I feel really, like we need yes. to check every time now to make <laughs> sure we're yeah, seeing this. I love, I love that you included the qualifier surfaced submarine because yeah. now I'm imagining people like <laughs> just walking around on a submerged submarine. Yeah. Well, the trouble is, as I was speaking, all I could think of was the word submerged, and I'm like, uh, no, don't say that, though. <laughs> uh, and I on the right, it. there it looks like there's some kind of outline of some kind of fishes. Yeah. Yeah, it's like those, a Sailor Jerry tattoo. Kind of. It's the um, the uh, Chinese art of dolphins, where they look exactly like just fish and not like dolphins of one bit, but they are called what? dolphins. Not sure about the history on that one, but that I'm sure is like a U.S. Navy thing, tattoo or something. I think it's like, you know the thing about Chinese lions, how they look like dogs because no one, like, lions were so far away that they only heard about them, and so they tried to draw them, and they were like, I think they're like big dogs. Yeah. Yeah, so. it could be like that. Um, so, uh, there. this is quite a small board. There's 6,700 oncoming people. 
And right now there are 25 sailors on watch. So it's so like good. That. Yeah. Oh, that might be the best one we've had. <laughs> yeah. I wish that they really... been able to use submarine imagery to do the up down arrows because I feel like that lends itself to the idea, mm. but they did not do anything about that. But I, the names are very have. good. They're cowards. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you would do. A periscope, maybe? Like, I understand that submarines go up and down, but I don't know how you represent that in a small icon. That's true. Uh, we are the subreddit dedicated to every machine under the sea, which is not really true, because does that mean like those little like uh, documentary pods that float around and look at gross fish? Do those yeah, kind of submarines. Yeah. yeah. I suppose. Oh, man. Oh, I'm so excited to talk about the top of all time. Keep going. Keep going. Yes. Um, that's about it. There's just a whole list of other related military and, uh, submarine and STEM first, boards. First of all, I genuinely, without humor, want to say that I think it's extraordinarily classy that they have the Veterans Crisis line posted yes. in the side there, good. because, yes. like, I, I can imagine a bunch of Navy veterans, like, just liking submarines and coming to this board, and I think that's wonderful. Yeah. Uh, we, you, did you read the uh, quote above the very brief <laughs> rule section? <laughs> that is a good quote. Uh, it's not attributed to anyone. It's a billion dollar house and the roof leaks. And then it's just attributed to submarine mechanic proverb. Have you guys heard the thing about airplanes where they say that, like, when the whoever, the person opening the door to the airplane, they have to, like, jump back because the smell is so bad? What? <laughs> Sorry, the, I, what? Prob- I definitely didn't articulate that very well. When the no. plane lands, when the plane okay. lands, and, like, they put the jetway up to the thing, and then somebody opens the door so people can From the can inside start- or from the outside? This is From key. the outside. Okay. Uh, so that people can get out like there's this i don't know if it's true but there's this like urban legend that they have to like open the door and then walk away very quickly because the smell from inside the plane is so terrible and (laughs) you you in the plane don't notice because your nose gets acclimated to it slowly i guess yeah, um, I can buy that. I, hmm. I'm not, I'm like, I believe it might be true, and I think that that would be ten times worse for submarines. <laughs> well, I was going to say the opposite of that, though, also. When you get out of a plane and you've landed somewhere, that diesel stink on the runway is pretty terrible. Oh, I don't know. I think when you get out of the plane, I guess it depends on how close you are to the outside or whatever, but once you get out of the plane and get up the jetway, it's like, oh my god, this is what air is like. I forgot. <laughs> Ugh. Anyway. Um, yeah. Oh, can you, submarines must smell so bad inside. Yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> How many dudes do you think is in the average submarine? Uh, depends on the size uh, of the submarine, I'm sure. Well, the That sounded one. like a setup and response to a joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How many submarines yeah. does it take to screw in a light bulb? <laughs> kind of joke. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, it's gotta be, like, a dozen at least dudes. Mm-hmm. And ladies, I guess now. Yeah. I'm thinking about old times. Now, like, it's brand new. <laughs> like, oh yeah, I forgot, this year they passed the Women in Submarines well, law. Well, it was, it was within our lifetime. Yeah, oh, that's, that's for sure. fair. Wait, was I- it- <laughs> I'm sure yes. it was. I feel like uh, submarines are much more of a nightmare situation than uh, outer space spacecraft. Because yes. there's constantly that fear that the bad outside that will kill you will get in. And somehow the idea of space like taking away your oxygen isn't as bad to me as water filling up your submarine. 
Yeah, I like the idea that if things go bad, I just get, like, sucked out and exploded, as opposed mm-hmm. to being crushed to death. Yeah. They're both bad, but... <laughs> yes. I mean, one feels way more claustrophobic to me, even though they're probably comparable in actuality. Yes, and yeah. I don't really have claustrophobia. I don't mind enclosed spaces, but I do mind being deep, deep underwater. That really freaks me out. Have you been? Ha- I don't think I have, but even the idea of it. Mm, okay. So I just found out the year that women were allowed to serve on uh, U.S. Navy submarines. Do you want to guess? I'm going to guess it was like 1995. Okay, Louisa? Uh, 1996. <laughs> 2010. Yeah. Uh, I win. <laughs> oh, so suddenly you calling me out for saying now <laughs> doesn't seem like such a good yeah, idea. No, I totally thought it was something that had, like, women have been serving in the Navy since the 70s, but uh, submarine yeah. duty, like, 2010, and then 2011 and 2012 is when they actually started serving. Yeah, yeah, well, women have of- those bird bones that get crushed under <laughs> underwater. <laughs> uh, a lot of uh, women and different minority groups, they've been, like, token involved in these organizations where they can just be given, like, filing jobs and stuff. But you can't really do that when you're talking about submarines, so I fully yeah. believe that. I hmm. also think that there's a very weird thing amongst, I would say, the majority of people in the world that if you let people of different genders sleep in the same room, then terrible things will happen. Yeah, that's a big problem in the military, and is probably the reason why it took very long for them to have mixed-gender submarine units, because... Yeah, it's the same same sort of thing as, like, mixed-gender bathrooms being such a sticking point for a lot of very stupid people. Yeah. Of like hey, now, in fairness, I went into an all gender bathroom at an event, and it was really weird. <laughs> I agree, but it's only weird because we're not used to it. I went yes, to that's a, fair. I went to a restaurant that had all gender bathrooms, and I was in there like doing bathroom things, and I was washing my hands, and like uh, it, I was very weirded out by the fact that all of the other sinks were occupied by women spending like 10 minutes doing their makeup in the middle of their dinner and i was just like this is what this you're is- not supposed to know about it it's their secret <laughs> it was like i i don't even care about like it's not like it was revealing this the mystery to me or whatever i'm just like don't you want to be eating your dinner though what are you doing here yeah, I, I also don't like that, because they will uh, take out too much space at the sinks, but then you can just surreptitiously and passive-aggressively splash them with water while you're washing your hands, so that's fine. I feel like that might be a hate crime if I do it. <laughs> I do it all the time, I don't mind. I, I think all bathrooms should be single occupancy with a deadbolt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, this is that my solves idea. the I've entire bathroom before. problem. But it should yes. be a row of perfectly sealable closets with floor-to-ceiling <laughs> yes. doors, right? With a toilet Space in there. Space buckets, if you will. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then, <laughs> a toilet and a sink so that you don't even have to wash your hands in a common area. And then an open sink area. No, I think there should be an open sink area to make sure that people are shamed into washing their hands. That part oh, shouldn't, it shouldn't even true. be in the bathroom room. That should be in the open train station or wherever this public bathroom it should be is. outside near the water. <laughs> fountains yeah and then yeah you have to uh, go wash your hands guys yeah. i think you are just describing a submarine bathroom okay <laughs> i'm on board uh, i want I'm you to describe a submarine, a submarine right sandwich <laughs> do you think that they get wi-fi on submarines no yes oh i'm getting <laughs> right. mixed reports <laughs> 
I think that, right? that I think that probably there is like brief communication with the land, but I uh like they definitely have a wireless intranet to connect all the different computers yeah. a- aboard the submarine, and yeah. probably they have some kind of limited access because uh, they have to have radio to surface even when they're underwater. I thought they did right. sonar pings. Is that not what they do anymore? Is sonar a kind of Wi-Fi? <laughs> Maybe. Uh, it's definitely wireless. Ask one of those stupid questions, Reddits, I think. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, so one of the links on the sidebar of r slash submarines is uh, answering why submarines are called boats and not ships. Uh, and someone answers that basically it's a long paragraph explaining the history of submarines. They used to be small, like so small that they classified as boats and then the name stuck for all submarines, even as they got large enough to, uh, technically oh, be considered that's least, ships. Eh, that's the least satisfied, yeah. satisfying answer you could possibly have had. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the uh, other there's another answer above that that is simply boats lean into a turn like a motorcycle, ships lean away from a turn like a car. Huh. I was gonna say ships should be should always be short for sailing oh, ships. Man. <laughs> Louisa's I doing her acting warm up exercises, <laughs> and they don't ships have sails, so they can't be ships. But then I know that like cruise ships, so Battle that's ships. cheating. That's cheating. Yeah. No, that's fine. <laughs> also, when I write the the my fan fiction where uh, Angel and Spike get together, shipping ships ship. Oh, okay. I thought it was something specific to those two characters. <laughs> no, I just was trying to think of two characters that would be uh, com- having a sexual relationship in a fan fiction, and that's what came yeah. into my head. So I yeah. got it right away, but I was determined not to give you any encouraging noises. <laughs> yeah, that's that was a fair reaction. So I, I mentioned about an hour ago about the top post of all time, and now I'd like oh, yeah. to talk about it, which is the top post of all time. The title is Mods Are Asleep, Upvote the Greatest Submarine Skipper, Marco Ramius, of all time. First of all, the grammar is terrible. <laughs> yes. Upvote the greatest submarine skipper of all time, Marco Ramius, makes sense. Yes. Also, Marco Ramius, I guess, is uh, Sean Connery's character from Hunt for Red October. <laughs> yeah, which, seems to be the case. So, I would love for there to be an explicit rule in the side that is no mentioning of Hunt for Red October, because you know that's the only reason most people would come to this <laughs> yeah. board. We, uh, shitheads like us, that's the first thing we talked about. Twice! We mentioned it <laughs> twice in the first ten seconds. Uh, there's probably some people who like the uh, movie U571. Yeah, that's true. Oh, was that the one with uh, Bon Jovi in it? Yes. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, God. Oh, man. He went down in a blaze of glory <laughs> in that the submarine that he was submerged on caught fire, I think. <laughs> I actually think that does happen in that movie. Yeah, I'd believe it. <laughs> I think I saw that movie in theaters. Why? Mm. <laughs> uh, I don't know. You were almost an adult back then. Yeah, I have no idea the time period or why I would have gone, but I definitely have a memory of seeing Bon Jovi dressed in a, like a fifties naval uniform, putting out a fire on a submarine. <laughs> that might've been a sex dream I had now that I'm thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. That checks all your boxes. <laughs> <laughs> the submarine is my big dick problem, I yeah. guess. <laughs> Great. <laughs> so the second of all time, it's about a military hero, I think, but uh, it uses the line. He was a, uh, 
And I want to know whether the people who are involved in the military officially say Submariner okay. or Submariner. I think it's Submariner, and it's the guy who saved all those kids in the Thai cave like two oh, weeks okay. ago, Louisa. Read a goddamn book. Yeah. I no, did I not had to, find I had to out look any it of the people involved in that, except that Elon Musk is a shithead. I yes, don't need to know true. anything else. This is the guy who died saving those kids, so okay. yeah. treat him with a little goddamn respect and call him a Submariner like that. Uh, all I wanted to know was if it was Submariner or Submariner, <laughs> and I don't believe you when you say Submariner. Well, I know Namor is the Submariner. <laughs> yeah, isn't he the only one? <laughs> I'm, I'm like eighty percent sure that it's Submariner. <laughs> okay, it, it's not maritime law; it's maritime law. Submariner. Yeah, but they are Marines. I mean, Louisa has. Oh a no! My <laughs> <laughs> argument has fallen apart forever. because you paid attention. Yep. Mm, but it is marinara sauce, so that's another mm, point from the other side. Mm, Submariner. <laughs> Yeah, do you no, think a soy marinero? Do you, okay, hold on. Do you think a submarine would work in a swimming pool filled with marinara sauce? A swimming pool? No, that's too small. It depends on how big the submarine is. Yeah, if it was true. Elon Musk's shitty submarine, it might fit. <laughs> His rinky-dink submarine that he made out of tin foil and chewing gum. Can we talk about the fact that it might have been that he wanted to kill kids? That that's why he had that terrible idea. Mm, I can yeah, believe it seems that. possible. Yeah, I think that's probably it. Uh, uh, I like the post. Uh, there's a post a couple below this um, child rescuing hero that is another Hunt for Red October one, film set of the movie Hunt for Red October, fictional <laughs> typhoon submarine. And it is a picture from the set of Hunt for Red October. Uh, where the set of the submarine, of course, is on, like, hydraulic lifts, and it is tilted about 25 <laughs> degrees. Mm -hmm. Alec Baldwin and Sean Connery are standing atop it I, straight I up. Love how, I love how much of this set is made of wood. Yeah, that is pretty <laughs> amazing. Yeah. yeah. Although the it, first submarine was made of wood. Oh, what a death hmm. trap that would have been, huh? Bushnell's Turtle, I oh, think it God. was called. Ugh. It really delights me, um, because you don't see a lot of this in filmmaking anymore. You'll get shots like this from, like, the set of a Christopher Nolan movie or something, because he's still an insane person that, like, builds whole airplanes and drops them out of the sky or whatever, but, mm -hmm. uh, I think a movie nowadays would just green screen this. Yeah, I think Yeah, right. probably. And it's uh, so fun. It's so fun to have a, uh, whole submarine floor on, like, uh, lifts that'll spin it yeah. around. Do you think the people on sets of sci-fi movies that, like, tell all of the actors when to lurch to one side or the other when the ship is hit, <laughs> uh, do you think that they put on their resume choreographer? <laughs> yeah, why not? Uh, they, they probably- yeah. The pro person who does that probably is the stunt choreographer, because yeah. you're talking about Star Trek mainly, and in episodes <laughs> where the ship goes side to side, someone also has to throw a fake punch. That, that is true, but also, I'm not only talking about Star Trek because it's literally <laughs> every science fiction movie yeah. has a scene like that. I don't think- I, I cannot name a single science fiction movie where a bunch of, like, 
cool actors had to be like, <laughs> oh, and like hurl their body f- comically to one side, pretending to be shot by uh, photon lasers or whatever. I don't think that happens in Alien. Hmm. Mm, good point. Well, there is the, the there is the part where the engine explodes and uh, Sigourney Weaver has to act like her shuttle is being rocked True. by its shockwave. Oh, yeah. do you think, uh, with this context, that Alien is perhaps less of a spaceship movie and more of a submarine mm. movie? I've heard this yes. theory before, and yes, I think it is. Mm. It is, uh, like, 100% designed to evoke, uh, sort of, like, miners, but, like, on a submarine-style mm. ship. Mm. That, well, like, they I, just... think they were, I think they were all over 18, Jeff. Yeah, yeah. Boo. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Boo. You're fired from the podcast. <laughs> uh, I'm the best part of this podcast. <laughs> Uh, no, we've all agreed several Louisa times over that Louisa is yes, the only good part know. of the podcast. I can't believe that. That's the thing. <laughs> like, I think the Emperor has no clothes and there is no good part of this podcast. Because <laughs> if you're depending on it being no, 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 me, it's in, not me. <laughs> Louisa, in the Emperor has no clothes, though, other people think that he has clothes. Guys, none <laughs> no of the material facts about, podcast. like, you got the title wrong and what happens <laughs> in the story wrong. Everyone knows that he doesn't have clothes, but it's called the Emperor's New Clothes because he got tricked into thinking he does. And he gets turned into a llama by Eartha Kit at some point, I think. Yeah. yeah. But you usually mm-hmm. call it an Emperor has no clothes phenomenon when someone is finally calling out what is going on. Right. right, because everyone is pretending that he has clothes, even yeah. though they know he but doesn't. I guess my point is that no one has ever pretended this is a good podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to uh, continue our close this personal being, friends do. <laughs> to continue this being a bad podcast, on the sidebar there's Museum Submarines. Which of these has the worst name? Because I think it might be the USS Cod. <laughs> That's pretty bad. Would you want to serve on the Cod? <laughs> Well, that depends. Uh, do you like the goofier names, like USS Croker or USS Silversides? I kind of do. Now, if, if I was assigned to the USS Croker, I would be like, is this a submarine that's designed to kill everyone on board? <laughs> yeah, they don't tell you that till later. <laughs> yeah. Are they all? They're all just named after fish. That sucks. Uh, not the USS Razorback. Well, maybe, but it's great. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a fish. That might be. Is it? I mean, I know it's definitely a wild boar. Is it also yeah. a fish, though? All the other ones is. are fish. I'm assuming that's a fish, too. Now, the you're USS saying all Nautilus, the- that one is definitely captained by uh, Captain Nemo, right? That's true. Yeah. Even if your name yeah. isn't Nemo, when you get promoted to Captain, you also get promoted to Nemo. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty sweet. <laughs> um... Yeah, I like that there's some- one of these is called Foxtrot class, which is, uh, that is a class I took in college, actually. (laughs) I'm not joking, I took a class in in Dancing the Foxtrot. I still don't like it. No, you don't have to. I want to say- Going back to what you were saying about our close friends pretending this is a good podcast, I think (laughs) that that might be part of an identity theft scam. Oh, yeah. Well, well, you're the only one of us who might have a valuable identity, though. (laughs) Hey, Uh, I'm the only one of us who doesn't have any debt, so if someone steals my identity, they could have my very meager savings and no debt. Mm -hmm. Yep. Also, Louisa is the beneficiary of my uh, life insurance right Mm, now. That's true. So... So it's it's an identity theft and then life theft. 
Yes. They steal oh, his man. identity. Yeah, that's kill you. like the lowest level of murder. Life theft. <laughs> yes. I wish we called murders life thefts. <laughs> oh man, I'm. I feel like I'm a week or two away from hearing that phrase used on a radio commercial. Have you? Do you guys ever listen to the radio while you're driving? Because the commercials no. are getting extremely depressingly cyberpunk. I do oh, at no. work, and yeah, I know what you mean. It is bad. Yeah, there is a you're, local. You're, oh, <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, the, there's a local fertility clinic that talks about uh, IVF, which helps people have babies if they can't just naturally. And they use the phrase, let me just make sure I get it right, um, <laughs> how to, you can keep your financial security while growing your family. Because mm. what they're saying <sighs> is these aren't very expensive, but I'm like, what the fuck is this weird corporate speak you've decided to use to talk to people about having children? Also, you probably shouldn't remind people that you're growing an embryo in, like, a test tube. That <laughs> yeah. seems very creepy. Ugh, but I, to say I, growing I, your family, like, growing your savings, is an insane thing to do. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I, I the heard- thing is, I think it's intentionally trying to be like, ah, like, we're growing an embryo for you, but that's not a good thing. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I, I heard one the other day that had a guy doing a Caribbean accent and uh, telling you yeah. uh, that you can sell that you can buy a prepaid phone from his company that you program in like four phone numbers that it can call and then you send it to your family members in Haiti or Jamaica. He specified those two countries and they can call you for like a set number of dollars per month and yeah, only like the like three American numbers that you program into it. That's an extraordinarily narrow casting ad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was on um, one of the like New York City hip hop radio stations, so it was mm. like targeted specifically at Black immigrants. Now, um, I thought you only yeah. listened to Alex Jones. Is that not correct? I don't think he's on the actual radio. Oh, thank God! Did he? <laughs> I was think he, he might have an XM show or something. Oh no! We should blow up all satellites just to be sure. Yeah. Yes, that's true. I think this leaders. is how this is how GI Joe and Call of Duty bad guys start out. <laughs> they're on their podcast and they're like, "We should blow up all satellites." Cut to six months later. Honestly, if they did it because they wanted to stop Alex Jones, like they wouldn't be bad guys anymore. I think <laughs> yeah. the ends might justify the means in that case. <laughs> uh. So I've been looking for a while now at this one. It's on the first page, but it's pretty far down. Sea Wolf Class Shitter, which yes. is a golden <laughs> toilet. <laughs> yeah, we, we we were talking about uh, about bathrooms before. That's what this. Uh, that's the page I was on. Yeah, this is th- that <laughs> golden toilet it. from that museum, though. Is it? I'm pretty sure that this was in like the. Uh, the MoMA recently as like is a this, toilet you could use and an exhibit. Is it possible that this is uh, the golden toilet from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory? Now, I have not seen the film. <laughs> uh, the film is but, way more disgusting than I remember. There's a golden toilet I, in it. I do remember that he finds a golden toilet and it allows him to oh, yeah. win a chocolate factory, I think. And then they Grandpa all- Joe's like, I've got a golden toilet? Fuck you. You don't have a golden yeah. toilet, Grandpa. Yeah. Don't sh- you can't share my golden toilet. <laughs> Guys, you're confused. At the end of the movie, Willy Wonka flushes them all down a glass toilet to show oh. them what the factory's gonna be like. Yeah. Oh god, a glass toilet is the most horrible concept <laughs> yes! I've ever heard oh, no! in my life. <laughs> uh, but I do want to congratulate uh, us for y- Matt saying the words chocolate factory about a toilet. 
and us yes. not focusing on that. Agree. Right. How did we so do that? That's amazing. That we are getting better and better every day. Yes. <laughs> Except now we're uh, calling that, like, we're pointing out that that was a joke that you could make. Yeah, small steps. <laughs> Eventually, we won't even pay any attention to it. Now, a glass toilet, that would be something worthy of a museum because it would be like, look how terrible your body is. Yep. Like, it would really have a message about how you should hate yourself. Yeah, shame, like um, uh, Freud said about toilet shame. Wasn't that yep. a big thing for him? Uh, was it? I, I believe yeah. it. I, everyone should be ashamed of what happens to them in the toilet. Yeah, he said, like, sure. every man's uh, mental problems stem from toilet training, essentially, I believe. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, so I, I would think- like to read more about this. Can I subscribe <laughs> to your newsletter? I think the joke of this golden toilet post is that Seawolf-class submarines are the most expensive kind ever made. Okay. Uh, okay. I didn't get the joke, uh, but now I think I get it. Seawolf is Star Fox's enemy, yes? Yep, That would make sense. Yeah. He's the opposite in both ways. The sea yes. is the opposite of the stars, and wolves are the opposite of foxes. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> Everything you just said was so accurate. Yeah, it is yeah. true. I can't believe it. <laughs> I can't believe it either. It didn't seem true when I was saying it. <laughs> uh, you made it true with your actions. Uh, I really like just a few below that golden toilet. USS Annapolis surfacing through ice in the Arctic Ocean 2009. Yeah. It's a very cool aerial photograph. There's three small figures like standing on the ice, and then a little bit away is sort of the uh, the top pylons of the submarine and like the outline of its uh surface yeah do it seems you guys for oh. them to be standing there where the ice is yeah, being right? actively broken <laughs> <laughs> but if you fell through you'd just fall onto the submarine and <laughs> yeah then that it would, would be lift fine in that freezing water i'm yep. sure everything would be great yep i think that they might be farther away than it seems because of how small they are yeah yeah. Um, do you guys think you could pilot a submarine, obviously given the training? Like, do you yeah. think you have the, the demeanor to do it? Ugh. No, why? Why would I think that? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, because I'm, I'm good at, like, hand-eye coordination and controlling electronic devices and stuff, but I'm always, even when I drive my car, I'm so nervous because I'm controlling a big expensive thing, mm -hmm. and like, what if I destroy it through my actions? Mm -hmm. And like, when I hear about people flying airplanes or driving submarines, I'm like, do they not have this crippling fear that they're just gonna like, when they come up through the ice, even though the ice should break, what if the submarine just collapses <laughs> and yeah. you were driving it? That is a good point. <laughs> I think that yeah. too. Uh, I think that the biggest concern would be that you wouldn't be able to get out of the grasp of the giant squids that you'll be constantly battling mm. down there. Yes, very yeah. true. Yeah. You forgot How to reload your How do you operate the your big harpoons? scissor arms? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Good question. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I so. love all these pictures of submarines. Am I a grandpa? <laughs> yeah, I think, I think part of why I'm get how I know I'm getting to be an old man is the fact that this kind of board where it's just like we all know a lot about and like something very cool and technological is so heartwarming to me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. As opposed to a bunch of shitty teens like screaming at each other about how good they are at Fortnite. 
Yeah, it doesn't have any of the um, the foul-hearted irony of most of the other subreddits, yeah. especially any subreddit where you submit pictures of animals. Yeah, I feel like the reason is that grandpas are more comfortable getting their racism out in their real life, yeah. whereas <laughs> people of our generation need to get all that hate out on the internet so that they can be productive members of society. Uh, I don't think they are. Productive members of society, that is. Uh, one of the moderators posts most of the posts on this board. His name is King Neptune 767 Yeah, I see King Neptune 767 and Ryan Smith as being uh, every post on this the, the yeah. fifth page that I'm on right now. Uh, here's a fun Chinese submarine that looks like uh, the Finding Nemo fish. Yep. It's cute. Oh, that's good. Nemo. His name is Nemo. Well, I was thinking his father, Marlin... Oh, okay, fair enough. Like, just generally the class of fish that they are? Clownfish. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't remember that. Oh, well, <laughs> that's what I'm here for. That's cool. what I've been here for this whole time, you guys! <laughs> mm. Oh, I've got confirmation for that tiny mystery from the beginning of the episode. Someone says, flea market find, and it is a military patch that you would put on a jacket, and it says, the best marine is a submarine, <laughs> and in the middle... Are those two uh, Chinese-style dolphins, and then in between them, waves, and then in between the waves, the top of a submarine surfacing. So that is what oh. that image is. Okay, so that's cool. like a symbol for sub submariners? submariners. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's a, a submarine like image. Well, I guess we didn't really solve the mystery. Yeah, I don't think we gained any new information from this. I didn't know that, that was a submarine, submarine between logo? the two uh, dolphins. Oh, uh, okay. Got it. Um, do you guys think you would prefer to serve on a battleship or a submarine? Battleship. Submarine. I'm getting mixed reports again. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, well, you have I, to be the tiebreaker, obviously. Yeah, uh, can I say aircraft carrier? <laughs> uh, can uh, I say cruise ship, then, if we're just saying other things? Yeah. Oh, that would be great if you could serve on a cruise ship <laughs> as part of the military. <laughs> uh um, yeah, I think I would probably prefer to be on a battleship just because I do have a little bit of claustrophobia and like, mm. usually I can get over it, but mm. I feel like one morning I would just wake up and scream. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. kind of feel that too. But it would be different if it was a large enclosed area and you're just like, all right, I'm just in this undersea base. But the fact that everything is so tiny and you're deep under the water, that's kind of upsetting. Also, what if you were assigned there and then you started working and you just fucking hated Derek? <laughs> like, <laughs> fucking Derek. And like, you only get four people to interact with, and one of them is Derek. Fucking Derek is such a And the dick. other is other Derek, and every time you talk to him, you hate him because he has the same name as Derek. <laughs> yeah, or you say like, hey Derek, and then the other Derek, the one you hate, responds, <laughs> yeah. and you're like, fuck, I'm like, just not uh, gonna talk it, to no, either of you anymore. Derek I like. Yeah. I can kill you with a wrench while you sleep. <laughs> <laughs> that probably happens a lot. A lot yeah. of life thefts on submarines with wrenches. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's true. Also, I just remembered that a Derek is the name of a kind of thing you use on the ocean. Yes. Like I was wondering Derek. where you're going with that at first. Yeah, damn. <laughs> damn. Damn, damn. Uh, I could have so picked this, any name. This dolphin's logo is the badge that Navy officers wear when they are qualified to serve on submarines. Ah, okay, so that's good to know. Cool. Wait, so you yeah. have to work your way up to a submarine? Uh, work your way down. Yeah, right? it seems like that. 
Oh, there's, like a sex thing? Like you have to have the, sex with people? Yeah, that's right. Uh-huh. <laughs> the, the Navy has three major pins for surface, aviation, and submarines. <laughs> and sex. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was going to say something down. else, but I laughed too much. Oh, I'm so good. I'm so funny. <laughs> what were you going to say instead? <laughs> uh, sexual exploits. <laughs> uh, okay. That wasn't as funny. <sighs> it was good. It was very good. So I really I like, it was gonna be something like now gross. that I know you have to work your way up to submarines. I think I'm going to change my answer to I want to serve on a submarine. Okay, you want to pilot a submarine all by yourself and be the hero. Oh god, yeah, but oh. <laughs> I mean, it's it's like when I learned to use a forklift. The first day that I was doing it, I had that fear all the time. Like, what if I just accidentally crashed through a wall? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. But I got- you're going to be the guy who does that gif where they knock over one of the shelves and then all the other shelves fall over <laughs> oh, on top. Of them. I was in a building where that happened. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, but so where do you start? Like, what what do you do? Mm, I think you start by appearing in uh, um, village people music videos. Yeah. No, I mean when all of the shelves fall over in a warehouse. Oh. Where do you even begin to fix that problem? Well, do you want the real answer? Because this really did happen. But it's <laughs> yeah, not funny I do want to know. Like, do you just leave and someone else deals with it, or <laughs> yeah, do you, you have to start picking up boxes? The first thing well, you have to do is quit. <laughs> yeah, that person was fired. Um, uh, yeah, we just we called a temp service and got a thousand temps to come in and pick up everything and sort it all out. Where you start wow. physically, I think you'd have to start by lifting up the first bookshelf to fall, because that one would be yes. on top of all the other ones. Yes. You you start at where the collapse began. Yeah. So, oh right. man, what a mess. Huh. You need to build in fail-safes where some of the aisles are wide enough that the yeah. uh, shelves from one side can't hit the shelves on the other side. Well, N- no, you just bolt the shelves to the walls and ceiling and yes, floor. That's the real answer, <laughs> and that is what we do, but this one that we were in, we had just bought it and hadn't put the safeties in yet, yeah. and then a person who turned out to be drunk on the job crashed into a thing, so that's why um, he was fired. <laughs> that's the worst possible thing to happen. Yep. Yep. So, that's exciting. But anyway, also not interesting at all, because that's just my job. And my job would be so much more exciting if I was submarining. (laughs) So I really like this entry, which is a Russian barbecue class submarine, which of course is a little joke, because it is a welded steel barbecue grill that looks exactly like a big old submarine. That's That's fun. Uh, I just found a picture that's just called Cool Pick, and it's like eight or nine <laughs> menus deep, so I can't tell you where it is, but I just put a link to it in the chat. Uh, and it is a submarine submerging and a dolphin leaping out of the way in front of it, uh, which is very cool, but <laughs> also seems like a real dick move. Yeah. You're you're really fucking with that dolphin. and I don't think they knew the dolphin was there. Yeah, that's true. Wait, is this- is I can't tell if this submarine is coming up out of the water or getting ready to go into the water. Yeah. I think that- maybe it's going in because the water where the dolphin is seems like it's like going over the ship and not rippling away from the ship as if the ship is coming up. Yeah, also mm. it looks like there's a wake behind the ship, which there wouldn't be if it was coming up. I, I, I would think it was works. coming up 
Just because there's people already out uh, on top of one of these <laughs> aforementioned pylons? No, no, they're going to be killed when it goes on there. Like, they're <laughs> oh, okay. traitors, and they've been strapped to the uh, crow's nest. <laughs> I see. That makes sense. I, I guess it could go either direction. Like, they could just come up so that those people can get out, and then, you know, yeah. I'd go do, the rest of the way either direction. I do like that in the comments of this, one person says, Seawolf class, wonder which one. They can tell by this picture of maybe, I don't know, 30 feet of the submarine, what <laughs> class it is. And then somebody answered, it's the Virginia, it's a Virginia class USS John Warner. They knew, they could tell. How? How do they know? Yeah. Yeah. This first person thought they could tell and got it wrong. Yeah. And someone knew it well enough to correct them and know precisely which ship it was. Yes. Boat. Sorry, they even, which boat they even posted its social security number, which I assume is what SSN stands for. Yeah, yeah, they made all submarines before they started handing those out to people, which is why it's only three digits. Yes, it's true. But I'm not going to say what it is, because as we talked about, identity theft is real, and at least some of our fans are trying to do it to us. Yeah, and submarines yeah. should have the right to vote, so we don't want to jeopardize that. That's true. Oh, but you know to would, vote. You know submarines would would vote Republican. A hundred percent. No, they vote the Reform Party uh, straight down the line every <laughs> they're, time. They're isn't, all libertarians. Isn't there some dumb anime where submarines are girls? Yes. Uh, that sounds familiar. I know there's yeah. one where tanks are, where tanks are girls. Yeah. I played a video game where there were battleships and submarines that were like girls wearing uh, dresses gross. that were shaped like submarines. It's gross. stupid. Girls und Panzer. Well, that's the, about that's that the seems tanks bad. one. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. I mean, I'm assuming that the submarines one is a spinoff of the tanks one. Yeah, probably. Although I don't know. Anime, get your shit together. Yeah, really. Also, stop oh, glorifying no. the German army of World War II, which they like yeah. to do as well. Don't you do guys, that. You guys know we remember that you sided with the Nazis in that one, right? You don't want to keep reminding us of that, probably. This is girls and tanks. That's different. Never mind. Yes. All right, well, I hope you guys liked this uh, adventure in education that we've been going through. If you did, please rate and review us on iTunes and make sure to tell all your friends about it. That's the best way we can grow. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, you can find us on Twitter at SeeingReddit, or you can email us seeingreddit at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter at KamikazePilot. I'm on Twitter, J3FK, Snapchat, and Instagram, JeffJK, weaponizedlanguage.com to listen to more episodes of this show and my other show, Creepypodsta, currently in a long marathon of episodes that I recorded extremely a long time ago. Uh, <laughs> and it's, uh, like, I think that the episodes coming out when this episode is coming out were recorded, like, in the beginning of June, but it's gonna get to the point where it's, uh, December and you're hearing stuff that was recorded in July. Uh, so it, it's just just gonna continue to accelerate away from the present and that's delightful to me uh you can go to patreon.com slash jeffjk to donate a dollar if you like what i do here or on my other shows all right uh you can find me on twitter at heronbird or on instagram at louisa heron Alrighty, thanks to all the folks who've been tweeting at us on Twitter. Uh, thanks to Dusty Gulch and Sakie3, both of whom sided with Jeff on the Battle Royale argument, which is fine. Uh, I admit that Jeff was right on that, although I would like to point out I was still closer with Battle Royale than Louisa was with First Person Shooter, which was how that argument started. Listen, so. if you have a gun, it's a First Person Shooter, so <laughs> case closed. <laughs> Even if it's in the third person. Yeah, that's yes. fine. 
<laughs> and also, well, anyway. who's got the gun? It's a mystery game now. Mm. <laughs> who's got the gun? It's a mystery. <laughs> what? What? A, what yeah, that's jingle the was that that popped into my head? I have <laughs> Can no you idea. guess who? There it is. Oh, okay. It's guess who. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so th- guess who has a gun? <laughs> uh, so, so thanks to everyone. Who's gonna do a life, a life uh, fact? <laughs> uh, thanks to Barbecue uh, Uncle, which is oh, a, a new guy, and uh, yeah, he said we're pretty good, which is yay as as good as we deserve. Thank you, Barbecue Uncle. <laughs> I like your name, Barbecue Uncle. <laughs> Uh, all right, so thanks to everyone also who voted in our casting poll last week, which was the Iron Giant. Uh, oh, yeah. There was a tie for first place between myself, Terry Cruz, and Louisa's Gwendolyn Christie. Yay! <clears throat> uh, third place was the wild card, Dwayne Johnson, and last place was Jess Pick of Henry Cavill. I think just because he says Superman, it <laughs> it really threw that, people off. That's really why I I did it. I thought people would think that was fun. I also think that people continue to think that we're talking about the, somebody doing the voice of the character, so I want to double down on the fact that we are not talking about that. We are talking about a person dressing in costume and makeup to play the character in a live-action scene setting. Guys, vote however you feel in your heart is the correct answer, even <laughs> no, if it doesn't Jeff, agree with Matt's No, Jeff, to undermine rules. my rules- <laughs> Every yeah. week since we started Fact. doing this, it's yes, true. It's true. <laughs> in my mind, the person just becomes the character in a weird sort of nightmare scenario where it's a hybrid of the actor and the character. Like Black Swan? Yeah, <laughs> like that. <laughs> yep. Uh, all right, so thanks everyone for voting in that. Uh, we enjoy seeing your opinions, even though we don't talk about it much on the show. We talk about it a lot after the show. Which you can find out if you support Jeff's Patreon. Uh, he puts up a lot of those casting discussions. So That's true. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for coming out. Please come back next week. Uh, in the meantime, now you're playing with power. Don't read the comments. Mm, hang in there, baby. feel surprised like oh i need to think of something to say at the end of the show which is why i've just said the same thing (laughs) the whole time yeah that that happened to me that's why i stuck with pockets on shrek for so long because i forgot that i needed to think of a thing (laughs) and then it was me saying the first one so i really didn't have time so i wrote down playing with power on a post-it note so that i remembered to do it good it's good stuff yep so